And hello, welcome to another edition of Laurel Park Weekly. It's Thursday, October 5th. We're live here by the historic Laurel Park paddock. I'm Stan Salter, Dave Rodman, Ty Ellis here to recap a huge week in a race and last weekend here at Laurel Park. We'll tell you what's coming up in the racing world, but we have to start with the local recap. This past Saturday, Commonwealth Day, it lived up to its billing. billing. We had eight turf stakes, three of them graded. The uh, comeback of the uh, grade two Baltimore Washington International Turf Cup. What a race that was. What a day it was last Saturday. Another super Saturday at Laurel Park. Whenever you put up many stakes races, quality horses on the card, the fans will respond and they did indeed so we had a bit of a change in the weather here at Laurel Park with the temperature in the 60s and I guess it kind of coincides with our change in the racing schedule Ty we're gonna race Friday Saturday Sunday and Monday this fall so a big fall ahead of us at Laurel Park. Absolutely. The, the, the four-day race meet that you mentioned kicks off this week, and it was a great celebration of uh, Mid-Atlantic horses really this past weekend, and we had some invaders come down and take some of the graded stakes, but it was still well uh, well received all around by the fans and the betters alike. Yeah, we had a big crowd. Handle was up, way up over last year, and yeah, fall is here. I'm trying a little fall look here That's good. With, the, uh, with the little fall shadow. We'll see how it goes for the weekly show. Uh, I don't know if it's going to make the four-day <laughs> race week. We have to, well, we'll see We'll have to modify it. But let's get right to the race action from last weekend here at Laurel Park. Chad Brown had a monster day. He was 1-2 in the grade 2 Baltimore-Washington International Turf Cup. Here he is with the winner, the Great Britain bred projected 5-year-old for Chad Brown. Nick War is in town. He won the Black Eyed Susan, and he wins the grade 2 BWI Turf Cup. And that's a horse we did show in the preview last week, Ty. A projected first graded stakes win for a projected. Nick War is on the favorite. Bound home in solid fashion on uh, driving under that line over catapult chad brown won two in that race you got the jump on the the pacer on on catapult his his barn mate and then you had a, a big pace setter chris or x miss sky who who uh, kind of was a runaway leader on the back stretch and then mm-hmm. came back and and projected just got the first jump during the 97 buyer in the win chad brown came and take the exact and both uh or well, two of our three graded stakes to uh, on, on Saturday. Good effort, too, from Ring Weekend and finishing third and picking up another check there. Kind of loomed at the eighth pole, but just out kicked by the Brown Runners, projected and catapult in the Baltimore Inter- Washington International Turf Cup. And good to see that race back. My top pick, Tower of Texas, just had too much to do. It was just too far back. Came running uh, down the lane, but couldn't catch projected. Nice ride there by Nick Juarez to win the grade two Baltimore Washington International Turf Cup. Will we see a change to a grade one next year or the year after that what do you think uh in the next three to five years you think this race gets to a grade one i think you know uh, given the distance the time of the year um, maybe uh, the positioning of the race it certainly has a, a chance to attract a larger field next year as trainers become more and aware that it's on the schedule big purse and a graded stake and good preps too for the breeders cup and for the keeneland turf stakes as well Ty, you put projected on your Breeders' Cup mile uh, ticket as Absol- one of the horses to beat. Absolutely. I don't know about a horse to beat, but I think a horse at a price because uh, for the mile and especially the turf, you always get those invaders coming in right. from Europe. Uh, they're always really tough to beat Breeders' Cup weekend, but uh, a horse that you're going to get a fair price Breeders' Cup weekend. 
All right, so the, the BWI Turf Cup, that was the grade two. We had two grade threes as well. Let's take a look at the grade three, Commonwealth Oaks, Remska, Chad Brown. Once again, Remska was the favorite coming off a long layoff. I, I respected the barn. I didn't use her on top or even in my top two. I thought maybe she needed to race off the layoff, but Remska ready to fire to, ready, uh, to, to fire a big effort. Here she comes with a late rally on the outside. Kind of appropriate time as the Laurel 12 noon train rolls behind us. You may hear the sound effects that looks like sound effects for Rimska as she gets a good clear trip rolling like a freight train down the center of the track very solid turn of foot there nice comeback race uh, for the French bred Philly and again Chad Brown won two in that race with Tapperge running a big one having to wait a little bit at the top of the stretch finally getting daylight but then out kicked by her barn mate there Rimska and Tapperge Brown won two yeah, it was a good patient ride by Fergal Lynch. I know afterwards he said the only instructions he's had was get out in the clear, don't let this horse get stopped because the turn of foot this horse has in the final uh, couple furlongs is, is pretty powerful. Just don't get this horse stopped, and, uh, and she'll make you probably look good. And that's what uh, Fergal, just a ride for the board, a good going-away victory, earned an 88 buyer. Wasn't the strongest figure that we had on the day, but an 88 will do for an, an improving and a projecting up Philly. Yeah, yeah, nice win there. Fergal Lynch, nice ride. That was his uh, second winner uh, of the day. Uh, let's, uh, he he was, uh, had a big day. Fergal Lynch had four wins, including three stake wins. Let's show you another stakes win he had in the Grade 3 Commonwealth Derby. The Maryland bred Just Howard upset Voodoo Song. Here's Voodoo Song in front, turn of her home. Just Howard tips out off the rail. Fergal Lynch, beautiful ride on the Maryland bred by English Channel. Graham Motion, the trainer. Now four wins in a row for Just Howard, including the last three against Stakes Company right here at Laurel Park. Maryland bred steps up into much tougher competition. I mean, they could have waited, run the source somewhere in a restricted stake and just kept the ball rolling, but taking that shot there and it paid off. I got to say, I mean, just Howard, remember how a little bit rank he was earlier in his career on the turf? He was just a complete pro this time around. He's an improving runner, and I know you, you talked to Skidaddle in the winner's circle stand there. They're pretty high on this horse, maybe looking forward to next year with him. Well, they had a, a, a nice turf campaign with Mr. O'Brien, who you remember mm -hmm. won the uh, the Henry Clark and then won the the, uh, the Grade Two Dixie at Pimlico at a big price. I think uh, Frank Caroli's fa favorite <laughs> horse of all time, Mr. O'Brien, yeah. in the in the Dixie. So yeah, Skedaddle. They've had some nice horses before. They had Dunn talking a few years ago, who took them to the Kentucky Derby, of course, uh, and some other champions uh, over the years with a, a a bunch of different trainers here in Maryland. But good to see them with a nice three-year-old here with Graham Motion and what. Uh, <coughs> What do they do with them now? Do they uh, do they keep running them? Maybe maybe he gets the winner off and comes back fresh in the Henry Clark, uh, or to, which could be a nice prep race to the Dixie. Yeah, I, I would think uh, that maybe you know, given toward the end of the turf season, I may run him one more time at least. But uh, yeah, they've got to get freshened up, and the the rate he's improving, uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with on the turf anywhere next year. The, uh, they, the, the connections, they put the blinkers on this horse four starts to break the maiden, and ever mm -hmm. since then, the horse has really settled nice, did that good, set off Voodoo Song, who was a, the obvious pace setter in there. Now, this horse was bought for 37000 at consignment sale uh, when Howard Bender passed away, and so that's the horse was named Just Howard uh, after the late Howard Bender, who's, uh, who was a staple here in the, the Maryland community for a long time. Mm, yeah, he bred so many good horses who lasted such a long time on the racetrack. A lot of those old uh, Bender breads still running yep. uh, in allowance and claiming rank still, uh, so the Bender's uh, legacy lives on.
And Howard Bender down as a breeder of Just Howard. So now he's a Maryland bred, but he's by English Channel, so he's not Maryland Million eligible. Mm -hmm. So I doubt we'll see him uh, in the Maryland uh, Million turf race unless uh, if it's uh, small enough entries, then they can open it up to Maryland breds. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that race will have big entries. Uh, so he'll 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 find another uh, spot. Grand Motion will find a good spot for him. They get a $16 win price still on Just Howard in the Commonwealth Derby. So that was the uh, the third greatest day race of the day. It was race 11 on the day. That was Fergal Lynch's fourth winner of the day. Let's show you all the Virginia breads last Saturday here. Here's Special Envoy, a monster against Virginia breads. He's won three in a row here at Laurel Park. A $2.20 winner with Daniel Centeno aboard for trainer Arnaud Delacour. Well, I, I, it was just a dime to a dollar favorite with Special Envoy, but he keeps on rolling against Virginia Bread Company. Uh, the check was pretty much signed, the ink dry and the written for him at the quarter pole, it looked like, as he swung out for racing room. Getting the job done, a very stubborn speed grace, a good effort uh, from that runner to the runner-up, and running in the veil did all he could on the pace to finish third. He did really what he was supposed to do. There wasn't a ton of competition, but there's money to be made in this division if you have a good uh, Virginia horse, and, and that's what Special Envoy's done, put the winnings over almost 300 thousand dollars a little shy of that uh with the win in there all right yeah delacour has done a nice job managing the virginia uh, the virginia bred bred by the firestone family down there six-year-old by stroll the flies are happy at special envoy <laughs> was a winner last saturday let's uh, take a look at the brook made uh, that was for philly mares three and up going long on the turf and queen caroline got revenge on armore and sweet sandy uh, nice uh, gets in front turn of her home uh, or, 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 or takes on the leader, turning for home. Fergal Lynch, was, this was his first stakes winner of the day on Queen Caroline. Yeah, Stan Ty, you know, we talked about maybe the pace scenario being a little bit different in this race for both Queen Caroline and Amois, and Queen Caroline got the jump. Amois couldn't close the gap. The pace a little more moderate than the last time they met Queen Caroline. Just a solid, consistent turf runner, and when she gets kind of a moderate pace to either settle down in the front or maybe chase, uh, she can get the job done collect the winner's check. Yeah, the difference in this race was Fergal Lynch uh, placed Queen Caroline a little bit more forwardly placed mm -hmm. than Armois and uh, just left with that moderate fractions Armois a little bit too much to do and uh, it was really a slugfest between the two heavyweights in the division and Queen Caroline bested Armois this day but I think if you run this race ten mm -hmm. times you know they're going to even out. Yeah uh, different there. pace scenarios different yeah. situation. And you get a $5 win price there on Queen Caroline in the Brookmead. Let's take a look at the punchline next. Five and a half on the turf for Virginia Breds, three and up. And Carla Morgan poor pulled off the upset with lawyer Dave. Steve Hamilton uh, gets the, the winning ride. It's a good ride. Had to break from the one hole and uh, gets, gets to win on lawyer Dave going five and a half on the turf. Lawyer Dave getting a good clean trip on the outside. In the meantime, two-notch road. Lacked a little bit of room at the eighth pole, but maybe just didn't find his best shot on this particular day. There you see two-notch road down inside there, uh, lacking a little bit of room earlier in upper stretch, but didn't really have the kick once clear. But lawyer Dave did have enough to withstand a solid bid there from Crypto's Holiday. Improved again off the turf. I think this horse is probably best on the turf, uh, uh, but has won now over $400,000 in the career. That's not a bad career for Virginia, Brad. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the 10-year-old the two-notch road was in there. He, he's kind of in and out form as he's gotten up, up into his, his older years. He'll, he'll run a good race and then come back and maybe run uh, a couple not-so-good races. So uh, Glenn Thompson's done a nice job managing him. Probably will freshen him up again. We'll see what happens with two-notch road. But lawyer Dave gets the money in the punchline. Let's take a look at the Oakley. Philly Mayor's three and up going short on the turf. And, uh, and Arnaud Delacour had a big day. Here's exaggerated, man. She looked locked and loaded. Look how much horse she had with Daniel Centeno turning for home here to win the Oakley. Yeah, she's been kind of lightly raced uh, in recent months. Uh, was a beaten favorite a few races back, but uh, with a good clean trip, her class pulls her through and prevails over the former claimer there, Northern Eclipse. Good run for the Toby Roth uh, runner there, finishing second in the Orange Silks. Good clean trip. There would be no excuses if she got that kind of trip on Saturday afternoon and indeed was out in the clear the whole way, four deep and kicks away by two. Yeah, Lael Stables owns the uh, the blame mare who probably can go on and win open stakes, maybe even compete in a grade three, grade two company yeah. uh, down the line. Yeah, good-looking mare and uh, good-looking win there. Uh, she's uh, one for two this year as a five-year-old. So uh, Daniel Centeno and trainer Arnaud Delacour team up for their second win of this day, of uh, second stakes win of the day there in the Oakley. A bunch of nice-looking uh, two-year-olds in the Jamestown, Virginia Breds, five-and-a-half on the turf, and the popular favorite, yes, to the dress. Had a sharp maiden win last out at Delaware and uh, loved the turf uh, in the turf debut for trainer Ron Moquette. Nice ride by uh, John. Jose Lascano, yes to the dress, was much the best in the Jamestown. And the others look like in their own little race back there. In the meantime, yes to the dress is just breezing along. A little peak to the right. Uh, sees there's not a lot of competition coming. Just kind of keeps the mild task with a little couple taps there. Uh, there on the, on the withers and uh, there goes yes to the dress. Uh, pulling away in solid fashion. The time not super sharp, but that last... Uh, 16th of a mile was really sharp, less than six seconds. I was, uh, I was actually, I thought this horse was going to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I knew the horse was going to be a big favorite. She went off four to five, uh, but she doesn't have a ton of turf breeding underneath, but she certainly took to it. There wasn't a lot behind her. Uh, good win and, and uh, paid decent at four to five, I guess. But uh, uh, moving forward, I don't know. You mentioned about the time being a little slow. I don't know what they do if they keep her on the turf or if they try her on the dirt going forward. Well, you'd have to think, you know, with nobody running alongside of her and going, um, you know, on the turf like that. I mean, she's got some options right now, at least to the fall. And then, uh, you know, I guess they can run her back on the dirt. A lot of options for her. Uh, but we know she likes both surfaces. And the runner-up in, in the Jamestown Wicked Sister for trainer Carla Morgan and owner breeder lady Olivia Northcliffe. They had a big day second in the Jamestown. Of course, they had lawyer Dave, uh, a winner earlier on the day. So some nice-looking two-year-olds there in the Jamestown. That's it. That's eight stakes races we had last Saturday. It was a class on the grass for Commonwealth Day. Let's get a quick commercial break. We'll show you some big national races from around the country last weekend right after this.
Welcome back, Laura Park Weekly. Let's show you some big national races from around the country last weekend. Iowa was so wrapped up in the big uh, eight stake race day we had here at Laurel. I miss these races, but uh, some nice races up there at Belmont. Let's show you Beach Patrol, Chad Brown, no surprise. No surprise. It's tough to be Chad Brown. He weighs one, two, and a couple graded stakes here at Laurel, and he gets the money in the Joe Hirsch with Beach Patrol. Grade one race, mile and a half, winning your in for the Breeders' Cup turf. Beach Patrol really pouring it on there in the stretch and a good final quarter from him in 22.85. Uh, Oscar performance took back a little bit off the lead. Rosario goes toward that uh, pace early on, uh, 13.81 for six furlongs, half and 48.23. Kept him up close and uh, wow, Beach Patrol in a powerhouse performance in the turf classic. I think Belmont. Beach Patrol might be the only Chad Brown horse that doesn't get a ton of respect. This horse <laughs> is multiple grade one placed, has won to a grade one before, and then just blew the field away at five to one, which is a good price. Got a 109 buyer. That is a career best. I think topped out at 102 before that. Uh, but the horse had never been really uh, from Chad Brown's stable. Uh, the horse had never been strongly backed. You had Arlington Million and uh, the horse just blew the competition away in that race. Yeah, well, you know, you get your chance to play him again with no respect. <laughs> probably. Well, he gets my weeks. respect now. He's my lemon drop kid. That's one of my favorite sires. And, and wow, well, you said it. Wow, what a powerhouse win there against grade one company in a turf race. Normally you see a three, four horse blanket finish and he won by, what, four or five going away there uh, as a four-year-old. He's probably going to get better as a five-year-old. So Beach Patrol, he's, he's my favorite uh, for the Breeders' Cup Turf mile and a half race. He's well, going to be, yeah, he's going to be uh, tough in there. You, you know, like I said, the European shippers, but he's probably going to be one of the, the best North American horses here that we have the, to throw against him. All right, Santa Anita had some big races uh, last weekend out there at the great race place. Let's show you the grade one. Awesome again, Bob Baffert with a nice five-year-old. Dave, you know you can say his name better than I. Here, here's him winning the grade one awesome again. Well, we talked about him a little bit last week. Mubtahij is his name. And uh, he was fourth in the Dubai World Cup and, you know, classing up here against uh, this group with a good pace ahead of him set by Midnight Storm, 23-20, 47 and change and 111. And he rolled on the outside in the clear, lost a lot of ground the whole way. So Bob Baffert loaded for the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, this horse, Arrogate, collected, uh, West Coast, Cupid, the list goes on and on. <laughs> Who's the best? This horse better than Arrogate? No, 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 no. Arrogate, well, old Arrogate is probably the <laughs> uh, him and right. Gunrunner, but right. current Arrogate probably. Yeah, I mean, current, current Arrogate's been yeah. fluky. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that was a good win by Move to Hige. Bob Baffert, he's got to be probably a little disappointed in Cupid, who went off as a favorite in there. Uh, tired at the top of the stretch. Uh, Midnight Storm stayed on, but Move to Hige, who finished second to California Chrome in the Dubai World Cup a couple years back, it really has, has, has grown and improved and, and uh, is a kind of a grinding, I feel, grinding type of colt, but he could be uh, a, a challenge in the, in the, the classic. All right, so like, like they say in the White House press briefings about your question, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to commit okay, to him you. yet. All right, well, uh, Santa Anita had a grade one for the two-year-olds <laughs> last Saturday, going a mile and a 16th on the main track. It was a grade one. That was the purse. It was like 300000 uh, for two-year-olds. Let's show you Bolt de Oro, two-year-old by Medallia de Oro. That's $150,000 sire. Here's one, or I guess here's one of the early favorites for the Kentucky Derby, right, guys? A 100 by your speed figure for uh, Bolt de Oro in the forerunner. Uh, seven and three-quarters, the final margin there. And um, 
John White did a little column on ExpressBet.com, uh, you know, saying that the, he was uh, more impressive pulling up. He looked like a horse who had just broken off out of the post parade. It looked like he hadn't really turned a, turned a hair after that win. Uh, Bolt to Oro will certainly get a, a lot of buzz now. But, you know, a lot of two-year-old races coming up more sure. at Keeneland, and a lot can happen. But uh, that was uh, another win for Bolt to Oro who um, was trained by Mick Ruiz, having a, a solid opening weekend, right? You pointed yeah. at that Santa Anita. Yeah, he had a couple wins on opening day, but you see a 100-buyer figure by uh, a two-year-old. You just don't see that very often. So uh, 101, I think, American Pharaoh ran in the same race a few years okay. back, just yeah, by comparison. Just, yeah. He went um, on to do pretty well. Yeah, he did all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so gr uh, great to see the great race place having some big races out there last Saturday. Let's get another quick commercial break. We'll tell you what's coming up uh, this weekend around, around the racing world right after this. In the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Either way, you win. Have a stake in the race with Express Bet. Okay, welcome back, Laura Park Weekly. Let's show you what's going around, going on around the racing world this weekend. We'll have live racing here at Laura Park. Remember, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, four days a week now here at Laura Park, Friday through Monday. Hope you can join us. No stake races this weekend. We had eight last weekend. Our next big Super Saturday coming up for you, Saturday, October 21st for the Maryland Million. But let's show you some big Graded stakes races around the country this weekend. Keeneland opens up. You're going to see some of the best horses in the country uh, down there. Here's uh, uh, American Patriots going to be running in the Shadwell Turf Mile down there, Keeneland. This is the Maker's Mile at Keeneland stand earlier in the spring, and you're going to see Heart to Heart, who's the pace setter in here, on the lead. Big Heart Blaze on the front. Getting run down, deep stretch by American Patriot at Keeneland over this course, same, same mile distance. Um, this is this race. They're both in it. Uh, American Patriot drew the outside, which is good. You're going to have heart-to-heart. Who's going to go to the face? Uh, you have a couple decent – I mean, you have a, a French horse in here. I'm not sure how to say the name, Dave. Maybe you could say it better. Um, drew the three-hole and then Mona Liste, but Miss Temple City hmm. coming up against the boys again in here. Yeah, she's won this the last two years in a yes, row, correct? absolutely, yep. American Patriot two for two at Keeneland. Uh, Good reason to show that horse, a horse for the Keeneland course for sure, but obviously his form's been a little bit dark in, in his last couple of races, so you're going to get a price against the likes of Miss Temple City, flatlined, uh, who I guess was supposed to run the Baltimore-Washington Turf Cup, uh, is going in this race, uh, Mondelez, the 2016 Arlington Million winner. Uh, this is a knockout race top to bottom. Divisadero, a lot of folks like to play him with that uh, stretch kick that he's got, though he's been beaten by heart to hard and flatlined uh, uh, before. Yeah, Miss Temple City got a little, uh, hopefully a little confidence boost in that grade three win at Kentucky Downs in the, in the ladies' turf uh, the, the ladies turf there. Won by a neck, really should have won by, by more, but it was a good confidence booster. Taking the males on now in a grade one. You said it, won the last two years. No reason this horse isn't going to be there at, uh, come the, the last 16th or so. And, uh, and uh, Ignacio Correas with a uh, kind of an intriguing horse, I think. Uh, liked him a little bit uh, last time. His second time in the country for Argentinian bred Lecan, 
who kind of finished an okay fifth, a sneaky fifth at Del Mar, first time in the U.S. and first time on the turf. He's had a little bit more time to acclimate and a good work at Keeneland uh, for Le Ken. Yeah, with a cleaner break, you can see broke a little bit slow in that last time. Drayden Van Dyke rode uh, a cleaner break. This horse could definitely have a, a good late kick with, with the pace setup. What kind of price do you think we get on uh, Miss Temple City? I think you're going to get decent, probably 4-1. to 4-1, to one, yeah. okay. All right, so a yeah. bunch of monsters in the grade one. Uh, Shadwell Turf Mile down there at Keeneland. Belmont has the uh, the historic grade one jockey club, Gold Cup. Kane Ice is going to be running up there. Uh, what a historic grade one race this is on the calendar uh, um, a major uh, prep for the Breeders' Cup Classic. This we're seeing the Suburban right here where Keen Ice just blew the field away by uh, three lengths. Yes, the Suburban, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Second in the Whitney last time behind Gunrunner, who's going to probably mm -hmm. go off as a favorite in the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic here in a month or so. This is probably going to be a jumping-off point for Keen Ice. you got uh, Good Samaritan in here, who you were all over a couple races back in the Jim Dandy. I think they're going to see if there's, if Good Samaritan runs well in this race, probably going to go up to the to the Classic. A Good Samaritan taken on the older, but adding the blinkers this time around. Interesting move there from Bill Mond. It's only his second start on the dirt. His Dirt. His first win uh, on the dirt was the Jim Dandy at Saratoga, looping the field on what was supposed to be a good inside day there. He came wide to win, and a pretty good sneaky good race. He was a slight favorite, actually, in the Travers against uh, West Coast, and Gunnavera and I wrapping that crew, adding the blinkers on. I'm going to use them in the exact of this time. Good Samaritan against Older. And you're going to get a good price because of the, uh, the, the clunker he threw up at Saratoga and the Travers. Destin's going to rerun it in here, Second in the Belmont last year, Todd Pletcher trains a horse. Uh, he's been running allowance company the last couple times. Like I said, that could be a confidence boost in here. See if this horse can run and, and can get back to that three-year-old form and maybe go on to the classic and, and bigger things down the line. The pace shouldn't uh, be cooking, but it's going to be honest enough, I think, with Diversify in there and Rally Cry and looking for Keen Eyes to do his usual thing coming from off the pace and Good Samaritan off the pace as well, though perhaps not as far back as Keen Ice. Yeah, Diversify is going to be your or, uh, the, the, the pace setter and really kind of the wild card in this race, one by 12 lengths. That was a state bred race up at Saratoga last time, going a mile and an eighth. So drew the one holes, probably going to try to, to see, go to the front, see how far the speed is going to last, and see if anybody can run him down. Key Nice has that kind of grinding style that uh, will be coming late. No Shaman Ghost in the, uh, the Jockey no. Club. Interesting. Shaman goes to second behind Kane Ice in the yep. race with his show there, Suburban. So doesn't. So that was a, a tough race uh, and a, a strong race, I think, won by Kane Ice. He'll be the favorite likely in the in the Jockey Club. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Club. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So that'll be one of the uh, one of the features of the weekend. You can watch all the simulcast action right here at Laurel Park on one of our many flat screen TVs all over the renovated racetrack. Get a nice table in the garden, terrace tips, tycoons up there at the sports bar on the second floor of the club clubhouse. We had a Super Saturday this past Saturday. Everybody ready for the next Super Saturday. Maryland Million is right around the corner Saturday, October 21st. Good, good seating options, too, for uh, Maryland Million. I know you were talking about this to me uh, last week, Ty. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of different things that are happening seating-wise here at Laurel Park if you want to come out. First of all, it's free admission just to walk through the door. I was looking at the menu for the buffet that they're going to have, right. and I'm, my stomach's rumbling now just <laughs> thinking about it. 75 bucks for the buffet on the day. Uh, it should be a fantastic day of racing to celebrate Maryland Sired Horses. That's in the Terrace Dining Room, right? Yes, right. And, and tips. Jailbreak uh, Beer Garden as well. 
There's tickets for that. Um, what are they? Twenty bucks, something like that. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You get three beers with it, so it's okay. not a bad deal. Okay. And, and fun for the whole family. The kids corral uh, is always a popular thing on Maryland Million Day, and this will be popular free. Maryland Million Cap to the first four thousand program buyers. So make sure you get out here, buy a program. It'll be a nice, pretty, glossy program with all the Maryland Million races, and you'll get a free hat. You can't beat that. Free admission. You buy a program, you get a free hat. I think we're gonna. Be, I think the joint's gonna be jumping here on Maryland Million. That's what Scott Garceau used to say when he called the Ravens games. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pumpkins and mums in cool weather. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. winners. So interesting, uh, uh, Hugh McMahon had an interesting win last weekend on the undercard. Well, no, it was on Sunday. Sunday, that two-year-old allowance race that he won with the Terry Shane homebred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think Margie's, Margie's money. Margie's money. Margie's money, an He's impressive win. Scheduled winner. to go. Ha- had to battle in that race. Had to battle, won to battle, and won. And so, so now that horse uh, is setting up to be a duel in the Maryland Million Lassie for two-year-old fillies between Margie's money, who we saw win last Sunday, and the John Salzman Jr. Philly Limited, limited view. view. She's going? Okay. That's, uh, it, we'll see the races come together in the next week or two, have a better idea who's going to run on Maryland Million Day at Laurel Park. Excuse me, Jim McKay, Maryland Million Day, the man who started it all. All right, that's it. We're out of time. Remember, Monday racing now at Laurel Park. We go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, four days a weekend. Hope you can join us here. We'll have some big fields on the world-class turf course. For Ty Ellis, Dave Rodman, best of luck.